0: Welcome in Braves Today. Bravestoday.com is where you can find us. It's all brought to you by Plains Coffee. Go to plainscoffee.com, use promo code BRAVES, get your 10% off. He is Lindsey Crosby. I'm Ben Taylor. And is it too early to talk about batting titles, MVPs, uh, home run leaders, um, stolen base leaders, what else? I Cy Young award winners? <laughs> I don't,
1: I don't think it is. No, it's to me, it's not too early because the games haven't started yet. So what else do we have to talk about right now? Like there's nothing, there's not no actual baseball to talk about yet. Right. So we can do this now. We can talk about this now. We can talk about who might win Cy Young. I happen to have all the odds here because I just recorded an episode of Locked on Braves about this exact same thing. So perfect timing.
0: Well, let's go ahead and start with Ronald. And uh, and him possibly is he's been listed as being a possible contender for the batting title, however, it's just more along the lines he's kind of fallen in that top 10. Uh, they don't think he can do it, however, I don't know, man. I mean, he didn't seem to miss it. Now, granted, the pitching down in the Venezuela League is not probably what he's going to see in the majors. No. But, I mean, since he was down there at one point batting 700, still that's pretty darn good before it's all said and done with. Um, but uh, he, he is a name to watch as far as being somebody that can put together both average power and stolen bases this year. And it could be a fun year to see Acuna, barring injury, just kind of run the gamut as far as the outfield is concerned.
1: Yeah, I mean, he is the favorite for MVP plus 500. But, like, in the batting title... He was second in batting average to Luis Arise of the Marlins. It's not like he was fifty points off. Ronald put up a three thirty seven. Arise put up a three fifty four, and it's funny because Ronald's OPS was almost two hundred points higher than Arise because he doesn't yeah. hit a lot of homers, except for against Atlanta when he has two in the same game. He had ten all year and two in the same game against Atlanta. But no, um, I think Ronald. I don't really know what has to change. For Ronald mm-hmm. to challenge for a batting title, I think it's going to be, it's going to end up being more of um, you need somebody else to not have a stupid, crazy year. Like, Arise won back-to-back years. Yep. But in 2022, in the AL with the Twins, he only batted 316. And so, I mean, he, like, Ronald would have won the batting title last year if not for the fact that Arise's uh, batting average jumped, what, 38 points? I can't do math mm-hmm. in my head. Yeah, 38 points, something like that. And so... Barring some sort of ridiculous thing like that, if everybody just repeats the same kind of year they had last year, then one bad series or one good series, one great series, could swing that back to Ronald winning the batting title, I feel like, rather easily. He did, uh, Ronald did lead all of baseball in hits. He had 217. Arise had 203. It's just Ronald had so many more plate appearances. Mm -hmm. Ronald had 735, which led the National League, whereas Arise had, like, 617. Bum.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, and I know you have to meet the minimums in order to do this. I think that one of the things that is going to hold Ronald back is a, as opposed to Arise, and I know that Arise can hit for a little bit of power from time to time, but there's mm-hmm. a lot of times Ronald goes up there, he is swinging for the fences. He's
1: hunting, so, yeah.
0: Yeah, he is, he is totally trying to ambush a pitcher and trying to take one 450 feet, and when he comes up empty, that's when you get a dribbler, or it is a hard hit ball, but he did not, you know, get under it at all, or he got under it too much, and he, he ends up flying out because he just didn't quite square it up like he should have. popping
1: up or something. It, yeah.
0: Exactly. And so that is – if there's anything that will hurt Acuna, it will be that where it's more – I call them mishits, not necessarily strikeouts and mm-hmm. not necessarily ground ball outs. I think that there's just a lot of times where he has that mindset of those first couple of strikes – I'm going to go ahead and take my hacks before I try to square a ball up and maybe go the other direction with it.
1: Yeah, and I you could kind of make the argument that it's better for Atlanta if Ronald doesn't win the batting title, mm-hmm. because if he does win the batting title, it means that he's, I'm not going to say settling for a base hit, but he's not necessarily looking to go up and do maximum possible damage. Mm -hmm. Right. He's just looking to, let me just put the ball in play, which is a sign of maturity. Like that is a good thing, but you can, and I guess you have the power product. uh, Okay. Let me, now that I talk this out, let me go back up a little bit. Okay. I think it it might actually in the long run end up being better for the team as a whole. If Ronald does win the batting title, because that means you have some instances, like you said, where a a miss hit a, a less than ideal hit, is a base hit versus an attempted homer that ends up being an out. So maybe it is better if Ronald wins it because that means he's not trying to do too much. I do think that if Ronald had either hit 40 home runs really early and was chasing the stolen bases or was nowhere near 40 home runs, I do think maybe you see the batting average look a little different last year. Mm -hmm. And so... It's, I hadn't really thought about this until you asked me, obviously. <laughs> I, I, I really hadn't gone into too deep into the uh, the batting title part of it to think about it, but you know maybe you're right. Maybe it is a little bit better for him to not necessarily uh, try to do too much. When you look at the actual numbers last year, he hit less fly balls as a percentage mm-hmm. than he has before, and he hit more line drives. And I feel like some of that was him not trying to strike out. He's like, okay, I got two strikes. I need to just settle for uh, putting the ball in play versus hitting a homer. But I think your point is the first pitch, if he makes that calculus on the first pitch, he wins a batting title, but maybe finishes with 35 home runs or something. So this is it's a really it. kind of rambly show. I apologize, everybody.
0: No, but I, I, yeah. I just don't, with him, I just don't think that mindset's there because you and I have talked about it all the time. Yes, he is the leadoff hitter. But yeah. after you get through his third time in the lineup, he could be the cleanup hitter that particular inning, and he's yeah. going to bat like a cleanup hitter. Yeah, Ronald's not one that's going to – you know, you got other leadoff hitters that are the skinnier guys, that are the ground ball guys, that are the line drive guys, that once – you know, even when you get into the sixth, they're still batting like a leadoff hitter. They're still trying to put the ball in play, maybe go the other way, still trying to get on base. Yeah. Whereas Ronald, yeah, that first hit bat – he usually he gets his money's worth on that first swing, and mm-hmm. then he usually gets a little bit better eye because we see a lot of opening walks, which led to the stolen bases mm-hmm. in the first inning. So he starts kind of easing up. But now, when he comes up in the sixth, if there's anybody on, you can forget him taking any sort of base hit <laughs> swing whatsoever. He's yeah. looking to put two runs on the board, minimum, if not more, and he starts batting like a like a a you know, a middle of the lineup power hitter at that point in time. Yeah,
1: I'm ripping the sucker into the chop house. I'm ripping sucker the sucker to the hangar Terrace. Yeah, I'm dropping this in the, the fountains out in center field. Yeah, I mean, it's how much do you want him to change? I think is kind of where I am. Like, we, I think we've kind of established as Braves fans that some of the ways with which Ronald does things or that we handle Ronald maybe isn't the platonic ideal, right? Like, mm-hmm. he probably shouldn't, have been your leadoff hitter up until maybe this season right? right like he's like he still struck he was a guy who struck out 20 something like 24 percent of the time he walked less than 10 percent of the time last year like he wasn't your ideal leadoff hitter but um we put him there because he's happy there he wants to be there and it sets the tone going into the game and i think that you could make changes to his game to how you treat him and stuff like that to optimize him winning the batting title or optimize the number of runs and things like that but how much do you want to change him right yeah that's exactly. kind of where i am with that is like is like 98 of the potential of lacuna output is good enough right you don't have to take away some of the mystique by tweaking him and saying hey stop trying to hit home runs on the first pitch and just put the ball in play like you don't have to do that it would technically be worth probably like i don't know five more runs over the course of a whole season mm-hmm. but is it worth it? I think that's the 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 big thing there.
0: No, I like him. I like him swinging for the fences. I don't care what anybody says, and I'm I'm totally okay with it. Speaking of which, uh, Matt Olson article on BravesToday.com right now where it talks about Am I fast enough? Uh, first <laughs> so, off, no, no. That he's was a not. fun
1: one. That was a fun one. That was it, really
0: a fun article. It to, is, it, and, and he makes it. He makes a good pitch for him. You know, legging out a triple and staring into three, the dugout. Three yeah.
1: triples.
0: And, he had and three triples them last year. Know letting them know I'm the guy. I've got more wheels than you guys think. Uh, However, I I think my text to you was, look, I don't care. All I need is the trot. I need 270, 45 home runs and a slow pace around the infield whenever he hits a home run, just trotting around the bases and going ahead and parking a couple of runs across the plate. Um, I I did think that that was a fun article indeed, though, and I do think it's hilarious, the little self-deprecation that he's given himself as well.
1: Yeah, and uh, like it, it's just three three triples for Matt Olson is not something you would expect to see if you go and you look at it. Like Michael Harris the third had three triples. Oh, Michael Harris the third, they triples. Yeah. Michael Harris the second had three triples last year. Like Eddie Rosario had three triples, you know, and Ronald Acuna had four. It's like yeah. yeah, Matt Olson had three. It's great. Um, I something that I noticed I was doing some 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 research here. Something I, I noticed is. I don't, like, if you put him in the four hole all season, this dude could, like, we just talked about this with Ronald. This dude could be MVP if he's in the four hole all year, right? Like, he's not fast. He doesn't have to be fast. But in the four hole in 85 games, he batted 328 with 32 home runs. And that translates into just shy of, like, 65 homers for a full year. Because he plays 162. He has every year for, like, three years now. Uh, He that translates to, like, 60-something homers. And uh, you you haven't seen, like, was it 50? It was 54 last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it would have been an MVP year if not one for the slow start he had, and then because of betting the two-hole. Yep. And then if not for Ronald doing Ronald Acuna Jr. things. Like, 54 homers uh, gets a lot of attention, right?
0: Yeah, it's just tough to beat
1: 70-40. Exactly. It's tough to beat 70-40. And so... Like, I honestly think if you bat him in the four-hole all year and he performs like he did last year, like I don't think we realize he cut his strikeout rate by 14% batting oh, no. up versus I batting second. It.
0: <laughs> I realize it because we had the ongoing argument as who ends up with the most strikeouts, Strider or Olsen, before That's, the year's over with. Yeah,
1: he had a 35% strikeout rate batting in the two-hole. 92 strikeouts in 68 games, which honestly, you should have had one more game batting second before they moved you. Come on, man. Yeah. But he knows. only had 69 strikeouts in 85 games. Really nice performance from cleanup. Uh and and he could win the MVP or the batting title maybe. He batted 328 from the cleanup spot. Like in most years 328 can win you the batting title. Yes. So it's there's a couple candidates on this team that could do it. Michael Harris, I've talked about him before. He batted 293 for the whole season, but after getting over the injury, he batted over 300 down the stretch. Like you probably have three or four different dudes who could contend for a batting title on this team, believe it or not, which is wild to me.
0: You definitely have three or four that could bat 300 plus throughout the year. And that yeah. is that is also wild, in my opinion. Not to, I mean, and then you start factoring in that it could be <laughs> even higher. And the thing is, when you get to that point, Lindsey, when you got that many guys that could possibly bat over 300, mm-hmm. that protects other people on the lineup. So it just betters the rest of the lineup because they don't want to face the person that's batting 330 340 they're gonna to try to pitch around them to get to the next person so it, it should be interesting to see uh how that works out and and Olsen- I want to check
1: one thing real quick real quick Marcelo Zuna started 081 we know it yep. was
0: awful we've talked
1: about it he finished the year batting 274 and so I'm curious like I'm I'm holding up right now just from when he turned it around in Miami when he took over the city of Miami to the end of the year that he bat 300. 297 he batted yeah. 297 with a 603 slugging and a 969 OPS like he is having a good first month away from also being a 300 hitter and yeah. potentially contending for a batting title and who ever thought we would say that about Marcelo Zuna?
0: Uh, not after the start of last year. I mean, goodness gracious, I was ready to trade. I told you every time we did a pot, I said, we got to trade him. we got to get rid of him. we got we got to un- unload that money just because he was all. And, and the thing is, is that was when they were still platoon in the outfield, too. So he was a defensive liability. He was batting less than 100 from the plate. I mean, it's just one of those things that was like, golly, do we not have a minor leaguer that we can just shove in left field to do something? Maybe we get hit did. by no. a pitch or something? We, we actually didn't. No. no we <laughs> we didn't. don't. That's the problem. We don't. Yeah, that was, that was part of the issue as well. Hey, it's brought to you by Plains Coffee and plainscoffee.com. Use promo code BRAVES. Get your 10% off head on over and get all of that flavored coffee that they have, such as uh, the pumpkin spice. I always talk about that. Chocolate hazelnut, pecan pie. You got turtle as well as cinnamon, cinnamon hazelnut. Those beans are going ahead and straight to your doorstep. They Don't roast the beans until they have your order, every order roasted and shipped that exact same day. Just go to plainscoffee.com, enter promo code BRAVES, get your 10% off. Uh, Lindsay, one thing that really stuck out in my mind, there's an article up right now on BRAVES today. Chris Sale Am I remembering that correctly? Did he say since 2018 since he's been healthy?
1: Yeah, this is the healthiest he says he has been since the 2018 season. That's insane. And
0: I mean, it, that's hey, you're talking. I mean, half a decade plus. I mean, goodness gracious, alive.
1: Yeah, he he struggled in 2019. It was like an ERA of almost four and a half. He made 25 starts. He pitched like 100 and almost 150 innings. But like after that, it was just barely over 150 of the next. He lost all of 2020 because of Tommy John. Yep. And then it was like barely 150 over the next three seasons. And I think the big thing, this stood out to me, and I've, I've talked to a lot of prospects, a lot of college baseball players, and now a couple pros who have all kind of said things like this. When you're injured over the offseason, it really kind of gets in the way of your preparation for the next year. Mm-hmm. And so mentally, you feel like you're always behind all year because a lot of guys if one if they want to add a new pitch or they want to fix a mechanical thing that they noticed that's an off-season thing and then a lot of guys do a lot of physical work to physically prepare for the season for you know going out and pitching 200 innings for taking 600 at-bats or whatever during the off so that when the season comes in you feel comfortable that your body can withstand it and that you are mentally, emotionally, physically, mechanically prepared for the season. And so because of that, because he says, it's the first time I've been healthy since 2018, it makes me feel like, okay, now you're in a scenario where he legitimately could be, I'm not going to say he's going to be Chicago White Sox Chris Sale. Like that's, right. That's a dude that finished inside the top five of uh, Cy Young voting in, like five or six straight years. But... Can he be closer to that than what he showed in Boston? That fi- some of those final years where he put up a four and a half ERA or he only pitched forty innings? The mental side of baseball—we don't, we can't really measure it. We don't talk about it enough, but it's huge. And I really feel like feeling healthy, feeling comfortable is going to translate into on the field success during the season and in October for Chris Sale.
0: You know what, you made a good point there where you said feeling healthy and and feeling comfortable. And the reason I say that is because n- now, number one, he said all the right things thus far, mm-hmm. but the interviews, the body language, the, the video that's been released that since pitchers and catchers reported and since mm-hmm. the team's starting to arrive, he's saying and doing all the right. It just it starts coming across as one of those guys the AAA was able to find yeah. that has not really been happy. And it sounds like since 2018. And he's found new life with an organization that is set up to succeed on yet another season. And it's kind of given them a rejuvenation of this is why I love baseball, this is why I play the game. And he's it seems like all of that is around him at this point. Yeah.
1: And in offseason interviews, he never said that he wasn't happy in Boston, which no. you know, I get that. Shout out to Anthony Rendon for being honest, and just telling us he doesn't like baseball. Um, but I think you can tell when you listen to Chris Sale talk about the offseason, talk about the trade and everything, that he felt guilty that he wasn't healthy and that he wasn't able to be the Chris Sale they thought he was going to be. Mm -hmm. And so he may not have been happy while he was in Boston. It's not because of anything Boston did. It's because the circumstances around him didn't allow him to be healthy because he knew he could do more than he was showing. And I do think we talk so much on the show about – Michael Harris wants to bat ninth. Let him bat ninth. Ronald Acuna wants to lead off. That's where he's comfortable. Let him do it. Chris Sale has said in interviews on camera this offseason that, like, coming over to to Atlanta, he can suck and nobody's going to get mad. Like, he's not— He was named the opening day starter for 2024 in Boston in October. Like, he he was the alpha dog. And when he couldn't perform— he took the weight of the responsibility of letting the team down. And here in Atlanta, you don't need him to carry the entire rotation all season. And so I think that that is, that's a big thing that we don't, again, we don't talk enough about that. And then also, Max Fried apparently has been attached to his hip all mm-hmm. spring. And I love that because, like, yes, Spencer Strider's the favorite for Cy Young, plus 550, best odds. Max Freed's top five in odds, and he's coming off of a 2022 where he was the runner up to a generational year from Sandy down in Miami. And yep. so like in a contract year, Max Freed being attached to veteran Chris Sale and just learning everything he can, Max Freed could be a monster this year. And as much as it's going to drive up his price and free agency and possibly mean he's not able to make it back to Atlanta... If Max Freed has a Cy Young caliber season in 2024, that is nothing but a good thing for the Atlanta Braves and would put him in great position to dominate in October when we get there. And so like, as much as I hate the idea of his price getting even more expensive, I love the what it could mean for the Braves in 24 on the field.
0: And speaking of the battery, we can't get to Drake Baldwin today. We're going to have to wait and get to that another time. Sorry, buddy. We're trying, I promise. I know. Go to Bravestoday.com. Catch all the written work as well. He's Lindsey Crosby. I'm Ben Taylor. It's all been brought to you by Plains Coffee. Go to Plainscoffee.com. Promo code BRAVES. Get your 10% off. Lindsey, as always, I greatly appreciate it, sir. Thanks, buddy.